was an atmosphere unlike any other. Notre Dame taking out Michigan one week ago. The house that Rocky built won't rock that same way today. They're facing a Ball State team that won just two games all of last season. Can the Irish bring the same fight and avoid a letdown? Or are hometown kids like Danny Pinner return to South Bend poised for an upset of a lifetime? We're breaking it all down right now. Live from the Redeemer Radio 95.7 studios in the shadows of the Golden Dome, this is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. After a 24-17 win over Michigan at Notre Dame Stadium last week, the 8th-ranked Notre Dame football team back at home this afternoon when they host 1-0 Ball State. Kickoff is set for 3.30. Hello and welcome to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, Notre Dame FCU, where you bank does matter. We're also presented by Orange Theory Fitness in Granger. Voted the best one-hour full-body workout in the country. I'm Angel DiCarlo, joined once again by former St. Joe and Elkhart Memorial football coach Kevin Downey. Kevin and I were both at last week's game against Michigan, and Kevin, uh, just let's start there. I know uh, most people are still on the, the high from that game. Uh, obviously, what a performance from the Irish in that game. Your, your thoughts on how Notre Dame looked in the season opener? Well, I thought they looked great. Uh, you know, offensively, they answered a lot of questions. The quarterback play was great. Um, and then I think defensively, they really came to play. Like, that's a very good Michigan offense. So I, th I think it was an excellent start. And you're right. I mean, the hopes are super high, and they should be. They, they really came to play. On tap on this morning's show, Ball State has around 50 Indiana-born players, including four that played in the Northern Indiana Conference. One of them is South Bend Adams alum Danny Pinner. He will start on the offensive line for the Cardinals. I spoke with him this week for an in-depth conversation you won't want to miss later on in our show. We'll take you beyond the football field with our Focus on Faith segment with Notre Dame wide receiver Chris Fink. This young man caught a fantastic touchdown against Michigan. His story of going from 12 total catches in high school to starter at Notre Dame is incredible. We'll deep dive into that with him. And we'll talk about the play of Brandon Wimbush in Week 1, plus break down the matchup against Ball State. Let's start with the atmosphere last week in the stadium. Uh, really, it was absolutely electric. And here's what Sam Mustafer and Drew Tranquil had to say about the la of the atmosphere against Michigan last week. And you know, the students, they were they were there pregame, uh, you know, fired up, ready to go, walking down through the student section for, you know, pregame with the QBs and the centers. That was the loudest I've heard in my five years. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the loudest and in the, in the most hype uh, environment at Notre Dame I've played in. Uh, the fans were great. Having family and friends to be able to share that moment was obviously, obviously big. Um, and we've celebrated it and we loved it and it was great. Um, but we're just one to know and we got you know 11 more to go at the at the end of the day and uh so we've kind of our minds have kind of shifted off that a little bit but nevertheless it was uh pretty pretty amazing in there now we were in the press box so the new press box setup for everyone listening at home is kind of it's kind of soundproof almost uh and then every once in a while we would walk outside go out on the ledge and you could hear that place rocking it definitely was yeah when you're outside you could really feel it and i think they did a great job too with uh, building up the rivalry, and you know, anytime that there was a break, they had really good segments on the giant new jumbotron. So I think it was really cool, and it has to help with the uh, recruiting. You know, I mean, to have that atmosphere, that SEC type atmosphere in South Bend, is really exciting. What's uh, what's the biggest positive you saw from the way Notre Dame played? I think just being able to come out of the gate and offensively get those fast scores and um, defensively consistently putting pressure on the QB and making, you know, pushing the envelope. That's that's what Notre Dame wanted to do. Uh, they imposed their will on a really good Michigan team. You know, and one of the things we've seen over the years has been sometimes Notre Dame's up for a lot of the game, and then all of a sudden that other team comes back. In fact, we've seen Michigan do it in those last-minute heroics. Uh the one time the atmosphere was not rocking in the stadium was the last five minutes of the game because people were on pins and needles, little worried about what was going to happen. And then you see Notre Dame execute the defense. Uh, Khalid Kareem was fantastic. Uh, they recovered that fumble late. I, I think that was 
clutch to see the Notre Dame defense come up with a big stance because that was really the biggest pressure situation they had all game because the Irish got up early and then held the lead for pretty much the entire way. Yeah, and again, we were down on the field. You could almost feel a collective, <laughs> everyone holding their breath and just waiting to see make to see if they could, the Irish could pull it out. And with the defense making that big play, I, I think that that's a statement. They played a lot of uh, different people. They're really aggressive. And again, they had a new defense coordinator, so they had some questions, and I think they answered it for themselves. Their confidence has to be high. Be sure to follow our Redeemer Radio Sports accounts on social media. It's at 957sports on Twitter and Redeemer Radio Sports on Facebook. We will have updates and videos from today's Notre Dame and Ball State game. We are presented by Orange Theory Fitness, voted the best one-hour full-body workout in the country. Last week, the Granger location went head-to-head with Ann Arbor. And just like in football, Michiana's team took it and uh, took the victory. It's a great competitive spirit, our Orange Theory, while also allowing those at all fitness levels to succeed. I was in there last week, was stumped on what I was trying to do in one of the workouts. Trainer came right up to me and uh, pointed me in the right direction, was which was very helpful. Orange Theory Fitness, located at Heritage Square in Granger, your first workout is free. Um, one of the things we haven't talked about yet, about one of the big positives from week one, was the player Brandon Wimbush. Um, I think he was really... Um, everything you would want. Obviously, the the completion percentage was only 55%, but what he was able to do in terms of with his legs and in the air, I think that's what you want from Brandon Wimbush. Yeah, I think he showed a lot of improvement, and again, those are some of the questions going into it, but he did a lot of different things. Um, you know, obviously, the called runs, he does a great job. He's a, he's a really good athlete, and he can, you know, gain lots of yards, but I think um, and we talked about extending the play. He did some great jobs of just tucking the ball and running when it was a pass play, but there was pressure and he had to make something happen. And then he even, uh, and I was a little nervous, did a good job of stepping up, moving around, extending the play and throwing it to complete it, which that's a whole nother step in his development. That's something that I'm not sure he could do last year. Here's what Brian Kelly and Brandon Wimbush after the game had to say about Wimbush getting the job done in game one. I thought he played uh, with a, an edge to him, uh, a confidence. Um, he got the game ball uh, tonight. Uh, he, he really had an energy to him, uh, which brought the group with him. And for you personally, obviously, there's been so many questions since the Citrus Bowl, you and Book and everything like that, to come out here. And, and do you feel like you made a statement here tonight to, to the nation of what Brandon Wimbush is capable of? Um, I don't think I, I, I think I made a statement, but I don't think it was a necessary. That's not what I was trying to go out here and do. I, I told Book, I was like, whoever, whenever, um, whatever it takes, man, we're going to get this W. So, you know, him and I are on the same team, and that's one of my best friends on the team. So, um, like I said, it was whoever needed to, to go out there and win this game. So, um, you know, we had, we had packages in for him, and we had packages in for me, and uh, I think I did what I had to do to, con- you know, keep myself on the, on the field, and, and that's, all I, that's all I really wanted to do, and to make plays that were there, and I think I did. I really like that answer. Uh, the way he, you, you could see that was pretty genuine in terms of how much he likes uh, Ian Book. Uh, by the way, though, Ian Book has one of the greatest uh, stats you will ever hear. He played in two plays last week against Michigan. <laughs> they both were touchdowns. All he did was hand the ball off to Jafar Armstrong, but both were <laughs> touchdowns. I don't know if you're going to see that stat too much. Um, I think we're going to see more of Ian Book today, but... Um, when you look at Wimbush and his attitude coming out of the game, you were in there for the press conference. What did you take away from that in terms of maybe where his confidence level is at right now? I Well, I think his confidence is uh, at an all-time high. But I think the takeaway that I had was, you know, I forget being 44 years old, just how young these guys are. They're just young men in college. Yes. And then honestly, it's a, a takeaway for the Notre Dame fans. These are really good young men. They're not just really good athletes, um, but they're, they're good people. And I thought it was neat uh, for me that he did tie in that, the whole teammate aspect, because let's be honest, a lot of those questions were, you know, based not just by us, but everybody about the competition aspect of it. And I think that that, behind the scenes and what they do day to day they they can compete but still have that friendship 
here's the crazy part about Wimbush. His numbers don't jump out at you at, in any way last week. 12 of 22, 54.5% completion, seven, 170 yards passing, a TD pass and an interception, 19 rushes for 59 yards. He did lead the team in rushing. So the numbers don't jump out, but obviously, as you mentioned, the way he was able to keep plays alive. Uh, question is, how much does he run the ball today? Uh, I would think you want to dial that back against Ball State, don't you think? Well, I, uh, we talked about this. I'd be in my head a little bit worried about injuries, and you know he's a good player. You know that he can run the ball, obviously. Uh, but <laughs> what are you going to do? You, you you want him to go out and to execute the offense? They're gonna they're gonna run him some. But what I think, um, at least in my mind, as a play caller, I would want to see some of the other guys around him step up. So I would want to see those running backs kind of emerge today behind that good offensive line versus a MAC defense. You know, one of the things he said this week was he's learned that on first and second down, you don't have to try to get that extra yard or two. On third down, yes, go all out to get that first down. But on first or second down, uh, dial it back a little bit to to preserve yourself from those potential injuries. Uh, how much do we see of Ian Book and potentially Phil Dracovic today? Well, I, I think big picture, they're going to want to get off to a fast start just like they did uh, last week. You know, if they can get some scores on the board and if they can get out early, dominate, then it's going to be a good chance to develop depth and to get those guys in. I mean, it would be they, – they have a lot of confidence in uh, Book, but it would be great to also see that freshman come in too and get him some real-life game snaps. Yeah, and remember the new rule is that he can play four games and it doesn't count towards his red shirt – or it doesn't count towards a year of eligibility, a new rule in college football. So we could see that with a with a lot of players coming up uh, here today potentially if Notre Dame plays well. All right, uh, we're going to take a timeout. When we return here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, one of the heroes from last week was Notre Dame wide receiver Chris Fink. His incredible story of how he went from 12 catches in high school to a starter at Notre Dame, including that great grab against the Wolverines that really was one of the difference makers in this one. That story is coming up next in our Focus on Faith segment. You're listening to Irish Sports Saturdays on Redeemer Radio 95.7. What happens on the Kyle Hyman show? Ooh, uh, good question. Good question. Good question. That's a really good question. That's a very good question. That's a great question. Great question. Yeah, you're onto something there, Kyle. Boy, <laughs> that's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, what a great question. That's a great question. Great question. Great, great question, Kyle. Wonderful, wonderful question. That's probably one of the most challenging questions. Again, excellent question. Kyle, you stumped me. Um... I forgot what the question was. Find out weekdays from 7 to 8 a.m. Nicholas J. Salon and Spa on Eddy Street Commons, the ultimate salon experience. Whether it's a basic men's haircut, an everyday women's cut and color, a spa afternoon, or your wedding day, Nicholas J. Salon believes total beauty is within us all. Call Nicholas J. and Aveda Concept Salon today at 574 233 0700 or visit them on Eddie Street Commons. Notre Dame and Ball State coming your way at 3.30 this afternoon at Notre Dame Stadium. The Irish and Cardinals, both 1-0 on the season. Our title sponsor for Irish Sports Saturdays is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. When you open an Elevate membership at Notre Dame FCU, you'll get $50 in your new account and another $50 for an eligible nonprofit like a Catholic high school, a parish, or even Redeemer Radio. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. All right, uh, one of the big... Uh, bright spots we saw last week in the, in the game versus Michigan was the play of wide receiver Chris Fink. Had three catches for 55 yards, including an incredible 43-yard touchdown grab um, early on in the game. Uh, Kevin, uh, that was as good of a catch as we may see all year. Yeah, that was just incredible. So, I mean, he had those two people. He had someone that was over the top. He was basically battling with another player, and then he reached and just grabbed the ball and really stole the touchdown. I mean, it was it was one of the better plays that I think, as you said, we'll see this year. But what a, a difference. And you could feel the energy and enthusiasm. And it was really cool to see in the, the replays on the TV side just the reaction of the players. Like, this guy is genuinely liked by his teammates. And they were super excited that he came up with that huge play. Yeah, I mean, Brian Kelly doesn't think Fink makes that catch last year. Fink says, yeah, I would have because he's a confident kid in himself. But really, he is an incredible story. 12 catches total in his high school career. Given the opportunity to walk onto the football team because Notre Dame was recruiting Nick Coleman. Went from walk-on to scholarship player to starter. This is a great conversation about family 
football and faith. And Kevin, you said, hey, you're going to, you could tell that the team generally likes him. I think after you listen to this conversation, you're going to tell uh, the fans should really like this kid too because there's a lot to like about him. Take us back to, to last week, Michigan in town, and just all the all the craziness that was that was around it heading into the game and the excitement as you guys were getting ready to take the field um, with all the fans and all the hype for this one. Um, yeah, it was definitely a great atmosphere. Uh, we try to block out the noise like that and keep, keep distractions to a minimum with a high-caliber game um, like last week was. But uh, definitely, you said, the fans were great. They, uh, they all wore their green, and it was the whole, probably the loudest I'd heard the stadium um, since Texas game my freshman year, I would say. And one of the moments that was really loud was uh, when you got the touchdown catch from Brandon in the second quarter. Take us through that play and how you uh, you pulled that one down. Um, yeah, it was a fun play. It was something we'd, we'd uh, worked on all week in practice and the week before, honestly. And um, we had the right look for it. Uh, Coach Long called it up and, and Brandon threw a great ball and somehow I came down with it. So it was, it was a really good feeling to be able to help my team. and and do it in front of uh, the great fans, like I mentioned. What goes through your body in a moment like that in such a big game? Um, you know, you, you don't really pay attention to much. It, it kind of just happens, I guess. Um, you know, I saw the ball in the air and thought in my mind was I got to go get it. And, and you know, the rest is just, uh, it just happened. You know, you don't really think about much other than that. Who had the better reaction, you or uh, your brother? Uh, he seemed to have a pretty crazy reaction in the stands. Yeah, my brother, he uh, he happened to be filming on that play. He said he filmed the three plays before that, and right after that, his phone died. But, he, uh, yeah, he was filming it. He showed me the video, it was so funny. He panned it back to himself and his roommate and a family friend who, who they were sitting by, and he was just screaming, and he said he cried for like 10 minutes, which is nuts, but uh, I mean, I'm just so blessed to have such a supportive family, and, and my brother's like my best friend, so. I was gonna say, you could tell in that video, there's a lot of love there. How tight are you guys, and just how tight are you with your family as a whole? I mean, my family's a really tight-knit unit, and my brother especially. I have two older sisters as well, and um, we're really close, but there's always just something with, with a brother, and we're so close in age, and we did everything growing up together. We have the, the same sense of humor, and, and we talk all the time. Um, so just uh, just seeing him happy for me um, and knowing I, I'd be happy for him doing something like that as well, it's just, we're, just, we're just very close. What are some of the values your family kind of instilled in you as, as you guys grew up? Um, just always that your family's your family. Like I said, we're so close, and, and, you know, sometimes families aren't close, and that's okay, but that's never something we wanted. We're always, you know, we're siblings. We get mad at each other, and, you know, you get mad at your parents, but we always would make up by the end of the day. So I think just that has kept us so close throughout time, and, and that's something that um, my parents really instilled in all of us. We're talking with Chris Fink on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, our Focus on Faith segment as Notre Dame prepares to take on Ball State at 3.30 this afternoon. I, I know you're a proud Catholic. How does faith play a role in your life on a daily and weekly basis? I mean, it plays a really big role. I couldn't do anything um, without God. He's given me so many blessings to, to, like I said, have that family that I have and, and be at this wonderful university and and play on this football team with all these teammates and coaches. and. Um, and just like I, I thank him every day for for the opportunity to be here and um, a place where like our team goes to mass together and where I can I can go, you know, not not even five minutes and go to mass or confession or something like that. So, um, I mean, I'm just incredibly blessed to to have the opportunities that I do and I, I try not to forget that. You got a Catholic education, Archbishop Alter. Um, how, how did that shape you being there? Uh, maybe not even as a player, but as a person. Um, I think it was definitely a really big part um, of my development, just being around that environment all the time where you have classes learning about um, theology and you go to Mass as a school and you pray as a team beforehand, just always being in that environment and, and never letting it kind of leave your sight um, and not like, you know, separating um, parts of your life and just keeping it all intertwined, I think has been really important for me. Talking about, we're talking with Chris Fink on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, our Focus on Faith segment as Notre Dame prepares to take on Ball State at 3.30 this afternoon. Uh, Chris, as a player, you, you had your share of touchdowns in the return game. 
But at wide receiver, you pointed out to us, you only had 12 total catches your entire career. Uh, just h- how was college football really even on your radar when, when you were a junior and senior in, in high school? Definitely not when I was a junior. Um, even heading into senior year, I knew, I knew it was something I think I would like to do. I, I told myself I didn't want to go to a school just to play football. I would want to, you know find a place I'd like to go to school even if I couldn't play football but um yeah like you said I you know I wasn't attracting much attention from college coaches and then senior year I, I did some things that that caught the eye of some people and I um having Nick Coleman on my team and he got the attention um and the scholarship offers so coaches would come in and, and see him and that's how I ended up um in contact with Notre Dame so um it really was kind of a thing I like to say fell in my lap you know it's not something I really ever imagined would happen, but I'm so thankful that, that it happened the way it did. So Coach Kelly visits your high school. Your your high school coach pulls you into the conversation. He, he's visiting Nick Coleman, and they pull you into the conversation. What a pretty funny story of what happened from there. Uh, yeah, so I, got, I had just actually gotten back from the University of Dayton on a football visit, um, and I was coming back for basketball practice. So... Um, I saw Coach Kelly and Coach Ed Domsites, who's our head coach in high school, and Coach Domsites pulled me over and said, Chris, I want you to meet somebody. You know, I thought it was just going to be like a hello, how are you type thing. And, and all of a sudden, Coach Kelly said, I know I've, I've seen you play, and we like what we see. What do you think about um, playing big-time football? And I, I kind of just froze and got a little speechless. And I, he said, would you like to play big-time football? And I think I said, I think so, which is like <laughs> the worst answer of all time um, and definitely not what I wanted to say. And um, I was d- kicking myself so much right after I said it. So I, uh, he had an in-home visit with Nick Coleman that night. So I went and I went and talked to Nick at practice and said, Nick, dude, I, I blew it. Like, you know, you got to tell coach that I'm really excited about the opportunity he's offered me. So um, it worked out all right, but definitely a moment I wish I could have back. So so you're a 12-catch, 5'10", what, 160-pound guy at the time, walking on at Notre Dame, and you tell your coach, uh, I think so, that you could play. Did you ever think you'd actually play play, considering your kind of size and your history? Definitely. I, I've always been someone who, despite you know what people say about me and my limitations and my size, I've always been someone who has thought that, that I can – um, do anything with the best of them and you know I've, people have been bigger than me my whole life so it's never been something that that I've I mean I adjusted to it at an early age I guess so I mean and you know transitioning from high school to college at any point is it's you know top to bottom kind of situation so it took some rebuilding of that confidence but um, I, I came here with expectations for myself that that I would be able to um, contribute eventually so we're talking with chris fink on Notre Dame federal credit union's irish sports saturdays you obviously were making plays and practices all the members in the media saw that but you didn't necessarily get huge opportunities out of the gate but you were rewarded a scholarship during your sophomore year uh, what did that mean to you when that happened i mean that was an incredible blessing i came in to notre dame with the goal to get one by junior year i thought that maybe freshman year i could prove that i had some worth and then sophomore year maybe get on the field and special teams a little bit and if i uh, took advantage of opportunities there they might reward me my junior year and um it just so happened that that one was open heading into my sophomore year and and the coaches decided to reward me with one and I was just incredibly thankful for for everyone who was a part of it and all my all my teammates who helped me out and all my coaches who helped me out and all the people that wanted me to succeed and and my parents for for making it all possible and and obviously God for for being someone I can turn to at all times and um it was just uh such an incredible blessing and such a surprise that um you know I was really really happy to to uh, have that happen if I ran into you at Archbishop Alter right before you talked to Coach Kelly and I told you a few years later you'd be a starter at Notre Dame, what, what, I know you're confident in yourself, but what would you have told me that day before you even knew uh, you would be coming here? I, I mean, I'd have thought you were crazy, bottom line. Um, and that's something sometimes I think back to, you know, if, if, if freshman me or senior in high school me could, could see the way things pan out, I'd, you know, it's just been such an incredible blessing. I don't think I would have believed it, but um, I'm so thankful that, that everything has gone the way it has. You've had a lot of fame in the last week, but your story is one that can be used for, for other high school kids and, and middle school kids and everything. What do you say to, what would you like to say to, to kids that maybe are undersized or not getting a lot of looks that, 
that have dreams of playing big time football? I would say never get discouraged and never try to try too hard to compare yourself upward to people who, who may be further along in their physical development than you. And um, just know that you're always going to have to keep your head down and, and work harder than people and, and do the extra things that maybe some other people don't want to do um, and just find a way. How much of a dream come true has this all been for you? It's been incredible, and um, you know, it's that was week one, so it doesn't stop now. And um, we're never satisfied here, and uh, we have really big goals for this season. So, uh, but we're taking it one day at a time and one practice at a time. So, uh, next next thing on the on the slate is tomorrow's practice, and hour from there in Ball State. So, thank you very much, Chris. Thank you, Angelo. That is an incredible young man, Chris Fink, starting wide receiver for uh, for Notre Dame. Kevin, what what's your takeaway after listening to that? Well, that's a great young man. I mean, that's a great person, somebody that you really want to root for, right? He he said thankful and thanks and and blessed and how he felt blessed. You know, he does have that confidence, um, not just to make that one catch, but to go out every day and keep working at it and grinding at it. I mean, honestly. He's a Mac type player, right? He's an overachiever. You, a lot of times, and this was a hard lesson for me personally, because I was a little bit undersized myself as a player, but there's a difference in great high school players and a great recruit. Recruits have all the size, the measurables, all that, but great football players, regardless of size, um, you know, they're going to shine through. And I think it's so cool that, again, he was uh, thankful and had the support of his family and that his faith helped push him. I mean, this is this is somebody to really watch. And just cheer for five foot nine and a half if he's lucky, 180 pounds. That one I do believe because he's put on the weight, but uh, incredible young man to say the least. If you like all things Notre Dame, be sure to stay tuned for Church Life today coming up right after us on Redeemer Radio. Lenny DiLorenzo of the McGrath Institute for Church Life at Notre Dame speaks with Mount St. Mary's University theology professor Dr. Luis Vera. That's next on Redeemer Radio with replays tonight at 6 and Sunday at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. All right, coming up, four former Northern Indiana Conference players are on the Ball State roster, and one of them, Danny Pinner of South Bend Adams, will start in today's game on Ball State's offensive line. I spoke with Danny for a lengthy conversation about returning home. You won't want to miss this. It's next on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. You deserve more from your workout, more than sweating away extra pounds. It should transform you from the inside out with technology to prove you're improving and coaches that give you more tough love. You want more results, more confidence, more community, and more energy. Because the more you do at Orange Theory, the more you get out of life. Orange Theory Fitness. Go to orangetheory.com for a free workout. Auto loans from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union can save you money. Why? because the whole purpose of a credit union is to save you money. Catholic-inspired credit unions put faith into action. Pope John Paul II called them one of the church's most significant concrete achievements. Now it's easier than ever to be a part of this. All you need is a phone. You already share our values, why not share in our savings? For a better auto loan or refinance from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, call 844-230-6611. Great man, who's your pride? Um, getting to play in-state teams, you know, Ball State, Purdue, Indiana. Um, we got to take pride. You know, we believe we're the best team in Indiana, and, you know, we're going to have to go out and prove that on Saturday against a very capable Ball State team um, who's going to have a lot of guys hungry to be on national television, hungry to make plays. Notre Dame captain and linebacker Drew Tranquil putting it really all in perspective. He's a Fort Wayne native, an Indiana-born player, one of about a dozen or so Notre Dame players that are from Indiana. Ball State has 50 or so players from Indiana. Uh, Kevin, I know you uh, was a, were a grad assistant at Ball State, so I can only imagine you know how big this one's going to be for these kids. Yeah, uh, again, I'm kind of partial to Ball State. I got my uh, master's degree in sports psychology uh, with them and a chance to coach at a Division One level. Um, I mean, it's just awesome. So these games... For the, the Mac players, I guess I would refer or compare it to like a tee-off, you know. It, instead of uh, think of it as a greatest drive, you just line up and you give it your best shot. You grip it and rip it and see what happens. And I think that the Mac, overall, they've really embraced that. You know, they have now a Mac conference flag, um, a pirate flag that they fly uh, when they win versus the power, top power five. You know, for me, when I was at uh, Ball State, our first game that we had um, – 
as a, a coach, we were playing against Steve Spurrier in the swamp against Florida uh, opening game. So similar to this, where it's a, a chance in a lifetime. You know, you get to go there and go against the best, see what you got. And again, it kind of ties back with that confidence. Like, you know, I always thought I was a really good coach, whether I was in the high school fields or, um, you know, Division One fields. It's it's just a great chance, a great opportunity. So with the swamp, the opening game, we did uh, warm ups on the field and. They had us go around outside the stadium with a police escort, and if you've ever been in Florida, it was just pouring, so it was like a shower was on us. Unbelievable. We get up to the press box, uh, and again, that was my game day assignment. I sit down, and I get almost – it felt like a sports center uh, intro. So just the intensity, and we talked about it. For me as a coach, to to see the players come out with all the fog and – you know, I mean, these are guys that I watched on TV just a year ago and that we were coaching against them. And so for the players, it's the same thing. You get a chance to line up and make great plays. I mean, it's an incredible uh, opportunity and something that when you have that shot, you're going to take it. You're going to live in the moment. And for the Indiana kids to do it at Notre Dame, it's that much bigger of a game, isn't it? Oh, definitely. I mean, I guess I'm spoiled, right? Because I grew up right. here in South Bend. Like, this is <laughs> this is normal to me. But there are a lot of people that make pilgrimages to the University of Notre Dame to see the campus, to see the school, and to uh, see the football program. Four NIC players are on the roster. Offensive lineman Danny Pinner of Adams, Devontae Malone of Adams, offensive lineman Grant Williams of New Prairie, offensive lineman Zach Ricketts of Bremen, uh, Pinter is a starting offensive lineman. Redshirt Jr., who started at tight end last year, but was the team's best blocker, so he put on the weight to bulk up and become an offensive lineman. Really good kid. I say kid. He's 300 pounds. Could crush me. Spoke with him (laughs) on the phone this week about coming home today to face hometown Notre Dame, a game he's been looking forward to ever since he was a senior at South Bend Adams. All right, Danny, first of all, what's this week been like for you in terms of uh, people reaching out and what do you think Saturday at 3.30 will be like starting in a game at Notre Dame Stadium against the Irish? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been uh, a lot of people reaching out to me, that type of thing, a lot of friends and family. But at the same time, it's, you know, trying to just keep your focus on approaching it just like another football game, you know, um, just like last week, just like I'll do next week, you know, just trying to take it day by day. But, I mean, there's definitely that factor, you know, coming home. And, you know, it's been a game that's definitely been on my mind for a while. Um, so it's going to be a really cool experience. I'm definitely looking forward to it. How many uh, ticket requests have you received? <laughs> I've had a lot for sure. Even just over like the past couple of years, every time I go home, someone would say like, "Oh, you got to give me tickets." But um, I was only able to get eight from uh, guys on the team that didn't need them. But uh, my dad stockpiled a bunch back at home. I'm not sure <laughs> an exact number, but there's a lot of people. Growing up in South Bend, uh, did you go to a lot of Notre Dame games as a kid? And are are you and did you grow up a Notre Dame fan? Uh, I went to yeah. I usually went to like one or two a year. Um, fan wise, I mean, when I was younger, you know, everyone liked them, um, so I kind of did. But honestly, like when I got towards more like middle school, probably I kind of I just kind of grew off of it and really just liked watching football more than anything. But I'm not still with the games just because you know it's such a it's a cool experience being there. So I still like to go to them, but. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I was a fan or anything like that. I kind of just grew more into just liking football overall. But that's funny. You still would go to the games even if you were not necessarily a fan. Does that well, What does that say about how much, I guess, Notre Dame was, was part of, of life for anybody that's from, from South Bend? Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, I mean, Saturdays, game days there. I mean, it's everything that's going on in South Bend revolves around that, so – I mean, I just like going. It was awesome experience, you know, being in that stadium, just seeing all that stuff. You know, there's always great players uh, that you got to see play. But, I mean, definitely um, just talking, I mean, there's a couple of guys on the team who are in the area too. I mean, it's it's a big part of everyone, whether you want it to be or not. I mean, it's obviously a huge deal, especially on game days. You went to Adams High School before that St. Joe grade. How did those schools help you grow as a person? Um, I think just the people involved at both of them, you know, I think um, just growing up from St. Joe on to Adams, I mean, I've been involved with so many great people, whether it's teachers um, on the football field. I mean, I, back to my fifth grade coaches up through high school. I mean, I've just had a lot of great people who I've had a lot of influences on my life for sure. Um, and just kind of showed me the ways.
South Bend Adams and St. Joe great alum Danny Pinner is our guest on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Danny is starting offensive lineman for Ball State. He will be back in his hometown to play the Irish this afternoon. I know one of your crowning achievements was eighth grade winning the ICCL championship. Uh, can you uh, take us back to that? And do you still have a lot of good friends from those teams? Yeah, definitely. Um, every time I go home, I still see people from that team. Obviously, that was that was a lot of fun. We were a really good team, um, and it was it was fun because kind of everyone you grew up with in middle school is kind of the last ride, you know, um, eighth grade year. And I mean, it was just it was just honestly like every day going to practice is a bunch of guys having fun playing. So, I mean, it's definitely a pretty big memory in my life, especially rolling around football. It was a lot of fun. I had a nice chat this week with uh, Father Nate Wills, who was one of the priests at St. Joe while you were there as as around a 9- or 10-year-old. He told me a funny story about um, getting you tickets to a Bears game. Uh, do you remember that story? Could you share with us your perspective as a little kid getting getting those tickets uh, from an anonymous donor, I guess? <laughs> Yeah, I definitely remember that, actually. Um, I mean, I'm, I've always been a pretty big Bears fan. I think a lot of people know that about me. But um, I don't – I had been to a game before, but I hadn't been to one at Soldier Field. I still remember, like, coming home, my dad was saying, oh, we're going to go to the game. Um, and, I mean, it was just such a cool experience, you know, um, getting to go to Soldier Field and all that stuff. So, I haven't seen Fire Day in a while. It would be cool. Um, I have to find him Saturday. I didn't know he was doing that, but I definitely appreciate that. It was awesome. Yeah, it's pretty neat that your first game at Notre Dame State will be his first game as a team chaplain. Funny, I imagine when uh, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, you would have never imagined uh, this scenario playing out. Yeah, definitely not. Um, it's it's going to be really cool. I'll definitely have to find him and talk to him. The voice on the line with us is Danny Pinner, South Bend Adams alum, who is facing Notre Dame today as a member of the Ball State Cardinals. You were a tight end at Adams, signed with Ball State, started as a tight end, and now you've transitioned to an offensive lineman as a redshirt junior. Can you just explain how this all happened? Because this is not uh, a usual path for, uh, a, for a football player. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I played tight end. Um, I mean, I started at tight end last year. Um, I played quite a bit my redshirt freshman year. But I always kind of, I mean, I was always kind of more of a blocking tight end anyway. Um, that was always kind of what I was better at. And then, you know, um, I was always kind of a bigger tight end too anyway. It was always kind of a running joke with the older guys, like you're going to be a tackle at some point one day. Um, and then so last year I got hurt uh, week seven. I think I got hurt first play of the game. Uh, I had surgery. was out for the season. And then uh, I came back from Thanksgiving break and, just, you know, my offensive line coach, uh, tight end coach there, they just said they've been talking about it for a while. And then they just felt like they uh, we needed a tackle um, and just asked me if I was willing to do that, and I was. So, you know, winter, all that stuff was a process, putting on the weight, but um, the process, learning a new position, all that stuff too, but that's where we're at right now. I mean, I remember you being a big guy in high school, obviously much bigger than me, but uh, 240 pounds or so back then. Uh, you're pushing three bills, I hear now. Uh, how did you put on all that weight so quickly? Yeah, I mean, so tight end, I was probably playing about 265, and okay. I was, like, eating small meals to stay there. That's just kind of where my body was at. So, I mean, the first person I went and talked to after I talked to them was our um, uh, strength coach. I just said, like, all right, so this is the path, I guess, and I just like I didn't want to put it on sloppy or anything, so he wrote me out a whole meal plan. It was like fifty one hundred calories a day. Um, a lot of like I stuck to a lot of like chicken, rice, stuff like that. I mean, I didn't want to be like running McDonald's that type of stuff, but <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was definitely a process for sure, and that's still a process like maintaining it, obviously. But yeah, it was a it was a winter and spring full of eating, honestly. Make uh, life easy for your mom when you come home for meals. Or is it harder now because she's got to make you more? Um, a little bit of both. You know, obviously she can just kind of cook whatever she wants, which is nice. Um, my dad, too, he's a good cook. But, I mean, she was one of the first people I called, and it was obviously winter break was coming up, so um was going to be home for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, the grocery bill went up a little bit there, too. <laughs> Uh, you got a number of teammates from Michiana, including another Adams player in Tavante Malone, then two backup offensive linemen, Graham Williamson, New Prairie, Zach Ricketts of Bremen. How much fun has it been for, for you guys to all be from the South Bend area as teammates down there at Ball State? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, they're all great guys, obviously. Um, I mean, obviously I've known Tavante for a long time and then being in the same room with Zach and Grant. And they're all great guys. And um, I mean, I roomed with Grant as a freshman. We've lived together. Um, I know Zach pretty well. Um, I mean, it's just fun. You know, we all can relate pretty well. We'll all be talking about 
uh, how our high schools did and stuff the weekend before. Um, I don't know. We all just relate pretty well, obviously, coming from the same area. So they're great guys. It's a lot of fun. We are talking with Danny Pinner, South Bend Adams alum, who is a starter for Ball State, playing Notre Dame this afternoon at 3.30. You'll be starting your second ever game as an offensive lineman, and it comes against Notre Dame. How much of a challenge will this be for you? Yeah, I mean, definitely, obviously, you know, I mean, how good they are. I've been watching a lot of film. You know, they're they're really good up front, especially. So I'm definitely going to have my hands full in terms of, I mean, they're obviously a really good defensive line, but... At the same time, you know, um, just I have confidence that, you know, I mean, I can – I like a challenge, so, you know, I'll go and uh, stand up to that. But, I mean, they're a really good defensive line. Obviously, they're fast, physical, and they play really hard. So, I mean, it's going to be fun to uh, see how me and us as an offensive line overall can stand up to them. You're a smart kid, Danny. You know no one's given Ball State a chance in this one. Uh, give us a few reasons why you feel your team could surprise everybody. Yeah, I mean, first it starts, you know, we – we're such a close team. Um, that's something we really emphasized over this off season. I mean, we really feel like we're a family on a team. So that's that's where it starts with us. Is like we don't really care if anyone else believes. It's all that matters is the guys in that room believe in us. Um, the guys you know next to us playing with us, we're the ones that believe, and so that's all we really care about. But you know, we feel like we're we feel like we have a really powerful offense. Um, we have really good running backs. We're good up front. Riley's a really good quarterback, and we got some really skilled uh, receivers and tight ends. And on the defensive side, I mean, we go against those guys every day, and they just play really hard. And, uh, you know, new scheme and all that, um, we're, yeah, we're confident in them. We just, we just got a lot of confidence ourselves, a lot of beliefs. So that's all that really matters to us at the end of the day. Overall, how much of a dream come true will uh, Saturday afternoon be for you? Yeah, I mean, it definitely will be. Obviously, they announced it my senior year of high school, so it's obviously been something that's been on my mind for about four years now. Um, it's something, I mean, you try not to – Try not to put too much emphasis on it because then you start overthinking stuff. Still trying to approach it like a game, but I mean, obviously, it's a really cool experience. Something I've been looking forward to, so I'm really excited for that. If you're Adams High School, St. Joe grade, or or the city of South Bend as a whole, uh, not too many representatives that are going to be better than that kid. That kid, huh, Kevin? Oh, definitely. You know, he's uh, he's not selfish, but I think also he's going to play on his strengths, right? So going from tight end to offensive line, he's athletic and. I think it was it was kind of what we were talking about with getting your chance in a big game um, like this with this matchup. He's confident, and he's confident with the challenge. And, you know, when we were at uh, – when I was a coach at Ball State, we would use these big tee-off games for recruiting right away. Hey, if you feel slighted, you feel like, you know, you should have got a scholarship offer from Notre Dame or Florida or whoever, and you didn't, well, this is your chance to show them in the world. And Oh, yeah, by the way, you're going to be on national TV. Every play accounts. What what do you we kind of hinted at this before, but what do you think as a South Bend native to come in and play at Notre Dame Stadium when you went there growing up as a kid? What do you think that's going to be like for for guys like Danny and and Zach and and uh, Tavante and uh, Grant? But I think it's going to be like their sports center moment, you know. <laughs> they're get, they're going to get a chance to live out basically a dream. You know, you go to see the games as a little kid. You grew up here. It is something different that I think maybe we get a little spoiled with. But that's going to be in in their face reminder that hey, this is real and what a great opportunity and check it off the uh, bucket list. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, I encourage you to visit SouthBendSteve.com to learn more about real estate agent Steve Bizarro of Cressy and Everett. Steve makes it all easy and fun. I know from personal experience, he sold me my home. That's real estate agent Steve Bizarro of Cressy and Everett and SouthBendSteve.com. And hope you enjoyed last night's battle between Marion and Riley, an excellent one in our Tyrac High School football game of the week. Next Friday, we'll be on the road with St. Joe as they take on Elkhart Central in a huge NIC North showdown. Notre Dame FCU's tailgate talk gets you started at 6 p.m. with the Tyrac Game of the Week at 7 p.m. every Friday here on Redeemer Radio 95.7 FM. All right, time for a timeout here on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. When we return, we'll break down the matchup with the Ball State Cardinals and tell you what you should look forward to, the keys to the game, and maybe what worries you if you're Brian Kelly. That's all next on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays on Redeemer Radio 95.7. Hey, football fans. This is Steve Pizarro from Cressy Nebert Real Estate. If you're considering buying or selling your home, then listen up and visit SouthBendSteve.com. Just like in football, the excellence is in the execution. So forget the stress of buying or selling a home and call me today at 574-229-4040. 
That's 229-4040. So remember, Steve Bizarro, your Michiana real estate expert, and visit southbendsteve.com. We know you like football, so do we. We're TireRack.com, and this is our version of a two-minute drill, except it's only 30 seconds. TireRack.com has an enormous selection of tires. Not sure which ones to buy? Use our tire decision guide to find the right tires for your vehicle and the way you drive. Then get them shipped fast and free on all orders over $50. Shipping is in as little as one day, free. TireRack.com ships to independent, recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Touchdown! Welcome back to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Counting you down to Notre Dame and Ball State at 3.30. Angel DiCarlo, Kevin Downey with you in our final segment here. Uh, Kevin, uh, here's an unusual question for you. Is it possible Ball State's offense is better than Michigan's and uh, a challenge for the Irish defense more so than last week was? It's tough because it's my alma mater, but there is uh... – there's no way. <laughs> I think Michigan is really, really good. Well, I don't mean Michigan not... overall. How about how about just offense-wise? That's what I mean, just offense. You know what? I, I guess Coach New brings a lot of stuff. Uh, his experience, he was an arena football coach, um, and then he last coached with the New Orleans Saints and you know Drew Brees and that Sean Payton. So he, the, he's going to bring something to the table that will be challenging. He's going to have a lot of uh, underneath route, short throws, Um there's going to he's going to find a way for the quarterback to be successful in a tight space and uh, you know his big thing would be i would think to get uh those matchups like with the uh, the Drew Tranquils um and isolate them and get the ball to him again in a, a short little space and time frame you you don't want that D line to close in on you and then also you know you're the more aggressive Notre Dame plays you're going to get more one-on-one uh shots over the top so just try to get it out and uh I think that they're, you know, they're going to do some creative things. That's one thing about Matt coaches, right? They do more with less. They're innovative. They, um, they're going to have some plays and they're going to have some, some schemes that are ready to put their guys in a chance to win. Ball State won forty-two to six last week over Central Connecticut State, a one AA team. They were just two and ten last season. Just nine seniors on their roster, the second lowest of all uh, Division One A schools. Nineteen returning starters. They were decimated by injuries last year. In fact, at at one point in the year, they lost seven of their eleven opening uh, day starters. Um, at, you know, in terms of the the way they've played, uh, including that, that on the offensive side of the ball, I, I should say, including uh, quarterback Riley Neal and running back James Gilbert. They didn't play the last nine games of the season. Uh, Neal uh, led Ball State with five touchdowns in just nine possessions last week. He ranks fifth all-time in passing yards at Ball State. Uh, he uh, Brian Kelly had some high compliments to say about uh, the Ball State quarterback this week. Talented offensive uh, group uh, led by uh, Riley Neal. This is an outstanding quarterback. He's a, he's a quarterback that could lead uh, a Power 5 team. He is uh, an NFL prospect. He reminds me a lot of a quarterback that I had at Cincinnati and Tony Pike. He's 6'5", 225. He's got a live arm. He's got some nice weapons around him. He's got three, three very good backs, all quality backs, and, and they run them all into the game. Justin Hall at the wide receiver position uh, does a lot of really, really good things for them. We'll have to play well. I mean, this this is a good offensive football team. That is Brian Kelly talking about Riley Neal, the quarterback for Ball State. All right, I think it's possible Ball State's offense could be better than Michigan's. I know you, you, you're you hedging on that one. Here's one thing I know for a fact. Ball State's defense will not be as good as Michigan's, <laughs> and Notre Dame's offense should be able to have a field day all day long here today. Yeah, Ball State. I mean, they're going to have to get creative on defense. They're they're switching up that as won't well. <laughs> well, you got to give it your best shot. They're going from a four three to a three four. Um, I guess one thing that I take away from uh, what happened with them last year, you know, all that those injuries and playing lots of different people. Last year's pain will be this year's gain. When they're practicing, you have lots of people with game experience. So now they're going to be practicing against better people. And then their starters are going to be uh, people that have to push and keep kind of clawing and fighting and win a competition. It's not just going to be given. All right. What concerns you most if you're Brian Kelly today? Well, I totally I want to go out and dominate. You know, if you're BK, you want that. You, you want to dominate and you want to dominate early. Get off to a fast start. Uh, not to protect your ranking or anything like that, but so that you can get 
uh, get the young kids in and get an idea about your depth, get an idea about who can actually play in a game, uh, their, that game experience. And then I would never say this out loud to my players as a coach, but I would totally be holding my breath and hoping that no injuries happen in a game against uh, Ball State. Uh, I would be, if I'm Brian Kelly, I'd be worried about, will my guys come to the level they need to? Obviously there could be a letdown after Michigan. Luckily it's week two, not week eight. So that should hopefully not be an issue. But if there are any hiccups today, that could be a bad sign for the rest of the season when you're maybe in situations like this moving forward. And can Wimbush play at a high level? Um, Notre Dame could win by 35 today and fans could be groaning about the way they played. (laughs) Uh, That's what you don't want. It's like a no win situation. All right. Uh, if you're coach new, let's let's keep this limited in time because there's a lot of things you're worried about. But what what's the biggest thing you'd say of what you're worried about if you're coach new at Ball State? Well, number one, I would be confident that my team's going to win, so that I would hope that my whole team had my same attitude that, that we believed in each other and ready to go out and really live in that moment, make every play count. All right, uh, I'm going to say everything and <laughs> avoiding injuries. Uh, obviously, injuries were a big factor for this team last year. You're not going to win today. Um, you want to be able to preserve your guys for the rest of the season. You got to go all out, but you want to avoid those injuries. Uh, keys to the game. Well, again, I think it's living the moment for both teams. So if you're Notre Dame, the Michigan game's behind you. It's over. Get focused. And then if you're Ball State, this is your uh, once-in-a-lifetime shot. Go for it. Yeah, I'll say turnovers. Only way this is remotely close for any length of time, and I don't think it will be, but it would be turnovers early on. That could be make it a sloppy game. That would be the only way. Uh, what's your prediction? Hate to do it for my own liar, but it's a Catholic radio station, so Notre Dame 49, Ball State 14. Yes, the Catholic radio station is why you decided to go with Notre <laughs> Dame over Ball State in this one, I'm sure. Um, I'm in the exact same uh, area. I'll go with Notre Dame over Ball State 55-20. to 20. I don't think we're going to see the atmosphere at Notre Dame Stadium today that we saw uh, last week. Yeah, I think it'll be hard to replicate that. Yeah, it's but it should be fun. I mean, and I know there'll be a lot of Ball State fans coming in, so I'm sure they're going to have a blast as well. All right, that was fun, Kevin. I hope you enjoyed uh, week two. Yeah, it was great. Thank you so much. All right, that'll do it for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, Notre Dame FCU, where Bank does matter. Our show also presented today by Orange Theory Fitness in Granger, voted the best one-hour full-body workout. Thanks to our audio operator, Joe Andert. Be sure to check out the 957 Sports Twitter and Redeemer Radio 957 Sports Facebook accounts for updates and posts from today's game. You can also follow me on Twitter at Anj DiCarlo. For Kevin Downey, I am Angel DiCarlo. Notre Dame and Ball State kicking off at 3.30 this afternoon, and we will close things out with a prayer from the newest Notre Dame football team chaplain. Hi, this is Father Nate Wills. I'm a Holy Cross priest, a faculty member at Notre Dame's Alliance for Catholic Education, and one of the chaplains to the Notre Dame football team. This is a prayer that the players pray together at the end of our pregame Mass. Let us pray. Grant, we beseech you, O Lord our God, that we may enjoy continual health of mind and body, and by the glorious intercession of Mary Our Lady, May we accept the joys and trials of this life and someday enter into eternal happiness. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Go Irish! This has been a presentation of Redeemer Radio Sports. Thanks for joining us for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Enjoy today's game.